There you are. Welcome. I've been here for some time, unsure whether or not you would be joining me. I'm so very glad you did. I think this might be a short little installment this week, perhaps, but I cannot say for sure. As I write this, the hours pass and they pass and I feel stuck, and I wonder whether or not I will be able to complete an episode this week on time. We'll see, won't we? The future doesn't exist, and episode 138 doesn't exist yet. At least not right now. Not while I'm writing it. You tell me. Was it on time? Was it late? I've lost track here, I'm afraid. The full moon came a few nights ago. She was very beautiful. But she always is. I wasn't sure what I should ask her, really. It feels like the world has been moving awfully quickly lately. I would like it to pause and breathe for a moment. But I cannot control it, so it's useless to ask such a thing. I feel things slipping by as I try to grab them and wrestle them to the ground and make them do my bidding. My voice, my forest, the passing days. Stop moving, I demand. I'm busy working. I need more time. Stop moving. I've been thinking, too, about the hunters who've passed through my forest, the graspers I've been speaking of, and why they disturb me so. Why do people who try to grab at things they do not need, but want anyway, unsettle me? People who must muscle their way to what they have. Always seeking, 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 taking, taking, taking. Why does this terrible and false hierarchy in the world, this system of those who hold power and those who simply must subscribe to helping them uphold it, itch under my skin? I told you a story about a girl who found a magical book and turned herself to a great purple dragon. Do you remember? That girl had an itching too, didn't she? An itch caused by those who greedily seek power and abuse it. Will I turn to a dragon next? No. No, I like being a spider too dearly. Or at least similar to a spider. At least for now. Anyway, something is not sitting right. Something hasn't been sitting right for some time, and yet I'm not quite sure what to do about it. I have fought off the hunters by showing them their own greed and hubris, and letting them react however they wanted to it. That is the way I think. First, simply hold a mirror up to those who are causing harm. I see you, frightened little fly. I see you. Make them understand. Make them see. I have fought them off, 
but in this I know my own pride is swelling and poisoning me a little. The full moon was coming, and I had no wish for her. Episode 138 was coming due, and I had no story for it. For someone who doesn't believe in time, I sure do run out of it very easily. I shuffled my tarot cards slowly and lazily, because sometimes I think the more slowly I move, the more I make time crawl the way I would like it to. <laughs> A spider can dream, can't she? The itch was there, and I knew suddenly that I had to let something go. There's a question. And a question is a great start to a story. What must I release this full moon? I asked my cards. And I pulled from the deck the King of Swords. Oh no, not him again. We saw him before. First reversed, which was fine, but then upright. The King of Swords. King Dread. As I thought the name to myself, I heard him. That is how he works. The second you imagine him, he appears. For he is always waiting waiting for us to let in just enough want, just enough doubt, that he can find an entrance through the surface of our world. I heard him. I heard it, the sound of the sword, dragging against stone, against grass. Because his feet don't step, they float. He's always wet because I think he lives in the nearby lake, and it is thawed. Perhaps he can come to me whenever he pleases. Oh, I hope not. I am terrified of him. Or at least I said I was, last time. I'm not sure now. I told you what he represents, and I will tell you again. Power, authority, influence, leadership, intellect, truth, justice. He bears the weight of these on his massive shoulders, and yet he floats even still, though the pain of it lines his face. His huge sword hangs from his hand and drags across the ground. This slows him down now more than it did in the winter, when he only needed to cut through snow. But now he must cut through earth. And the earth fights against his mighty sword. Of course she does, the good girl. Do you see him? Icicles still in his raven hair, though it's too warm for them now still clinking together, hanging all the way down to his waist, moving among the trees, making his way to us in his own precious time. 
but he cannot see that there is no time for his power, his hunger, his authority. We ran out of time for that. We have no time at all. There is no time. There is no time. I asked my cards what I must release, and they said it must be the King of Swords. Don't we all want to be the king in power of everything? We all want to be the best at something, the only at something, the epitome of something. We all want power over someone. We crave it, as human animals, if that is what I am. I have spoken often about how I crave power, how I craved to be known. Isn't it the same thing, really? I am learning. I am trying to be better than that. Because craving things is foolish. Doing things is better. But breathing, existing, and letting things be is all right, too. I can seek to change without seeking to control. I can offer my hand to help without reaching to grasp. Oh, how often I have associated myself with the act of grasping. Spiders have so many arms with which to grasp, but they use those arms instead to create. There. There it is for I despise hypocrisy so much in others because I despise hypocrisy the most in myself. Mm, I am talking too much. I'm sorry, my friend. My kind friend. I have spoken so much that I didn't notice King Dread floating towards me this entire time. Behind me, as he always likes to do. Take me by surprise, keep me off guard. Little does he know that I can live my entire life off guard. I am capable of that. Tell me a story, he breathes. I think for a long time. I don't have one today. I say, make me a story, he says. I don't want to, I answer. It is what you are here for, he growls. No, it isn't, I answer. His eyes flash with their impenetrable white light. He is furious. Then what are you here for? He hisses. I smile. Right now? I ask, and point my finger up to the sky, where the full moon hangs directly above us. Beautiful, pure white shining all across the tops of the trees, across the water of the lake 
across the patches of grass, shrubs, even far over the hills where I know things like automobiles and buildings are somewhere, but I've come to accept that. I am here to enjoy this. He looks up at her, and for a moment, those lines on his face smooth just a bit. Then he furrows his brow again, all sternness and authority once more. Why have I been summoned? I keep my eyes on the moon while I hold up the King of Swords to him. I was told I have to release you. His shoulders drooped a little. I've never seen that before. I continued. It's funny. So little time has passed since I met you. But I think I understand it all now. I understand this too is hubris and that I may regret saying that later. But here we are. Sit down, please. For it seems that perhaps I have a story after all. And he did. How strange to see a magnificent, terrifying ghost such as he set down his sword and sit, cross-legged, on the dirt, all the while looking at me with skeptical, critical white eyes. Yet the polite manner in which he folded his hands in his lap was a kind gesture, even if perhaps a performative and sarcastic one because making a mockery of listening is still listening, and that is really all that I ask for. King Dread, I said, as I began to spin a web in my hands for him. King of Swords, a parting gift for you, for I bear you no ill will. If only all kings were as fair and just as you, but they are not and so perhaps all kings must be released. But allow me to bestow upon you this one story, this one lullaby, so that you may rest. You deserve that. Once upon a time there was a king. He was not always frozen, cold as a winter's morning, even as the warmth of spring came creeping up on him. He was once just a man, a good man, a fair and just man, a man who happened to be gifted with a crown and a sword, and he put them to good use. His crown he used to govern over his land and his people, always letting his personal knowledge of what was true and right lead the way. His sword he used to strike down those he understood to be cruel or criminal or acting not in the best interest of his land and his people. He was celebrated. He was loved. He was feared. He was respected. Ah, King Dread does not like having stories told about him. But here is where it will grow eerie. And that is what we are here for. So listen closely, your majesty. But he died, you see, 
for even kings must die. A great sadness fell over the land for a short time, and the king's ghost mourned with his people at first. But the king's ghost did not rest. He wandered the castle. He wandered the streets. He wandered the forest. He wandered everywhere he could, wearing his crown and dragging his sword behind him, looking for a battle to fight, looking for lost people to govern. He would see war, or crime, or tragedy, and try to come to the rescue. But it was no use. He was merely a phantom now. He would see celebrations, coronations, councils, events of great importance, and try to shout what he knew to be true and helpful and right to try and influence their outcome. But it was no use. His voice was merely a gust of wind to them now. And he grew angry. And he grew hateful. And he resented the land and the people that he once sought to love and help and care for and rule over, for they had so quickly and easily forgotten him. And once he was completely forgotten, he realized just how very alone he was. Did he sorrow? Did he weep? Did he rage? No, he just kept going, for he knew in his heart that he was the great king and that his rule was law. Even if no one else could see it, he would still be king of this place, if not by the will of the people or the will of the earth, then by his own will alone. His will was great enough for that. He was strong enough for that. He was powerful enough to be king forever. So, he wandered. A lonely eternity of haunting he had then. A thousand years passed, and still he wandered. Still he tried to exercise his will. He tried to work. Let's put it as simply as that for he knew not what he could possibly be worth if it was not for his crown and sword. So heavy were these that he never lifted his arms in joyful dance, or raised his eyes to see the loveliness of the night sky. One night, however, as he wandered in the woods, his sword feeling especially heavy this evening, he heard a voice from far beyond the trees. Hungry is he who longs to control this hungry world of ours. Starved he will be when he goes to his bed, disdaining all the stars. Hear the whispers, whispers. Whisper, whisper, whisper of she lies.
The voice was joined by a chorus of itself, a multitude of one single voice in harmony, echoing from among the trees. Who was this who dared speak words of prophecy to a king, unasked, unsolicited? Who dared? But this idea was only briefly followed by the realization that this was the first time in over a thousand years that anyone had in fact spoken to him at all. He barely even realized that his response to the lovely voice was indignation, yet it continued nonetheless. Hungry the wolf who snaps at the air that others chance to gasp. Bitter the wolf who covets the things that others dare to grasp. Hear the whisper, 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 that echoes in the night. Hear the whisper, 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 that dares the wolf to bite. How was it that the whispered song rippled all around him now? How many of them were there? What did they want? Was it fear that he began to feel now? Abandon hope, abandon hope, becomes the anthem cry. Abandon anything that tells you only you can fly. Abandon hope. Abandon the hope that you one day will rise Above the place that gave you a home And you chose to despise Abandon greed, abandon self And see the blazing And the closer and closer the voice grew, the more the Dread King began to realize that his thousand years of denying his own well-earned, well-deserved release were up in this very moment, and that the woman before him, the one who was weaving a web, spider-like, only moments ago, now had a huge crown of her own, made of twisting bones that climbed up towards the sky. 
and she wore robes of shining gold, flowing and light in the springtime breeze. She carried a great staff, inlaid with crystals and flowers and twigs and other things from the earth, no doubt magic, certainly. Her eyes were tired and sunken in dark circles, but vividly awake and shining white, glowing white. Just like your eyes, my dear. I could not tell you a story of King Dread last time without following it with a different hero. A hero who allows the world to breathe and govern itself by lifting others up and helping them to rule. For she is too busy spinning webs and telling stories to try to rule the world. She is Queen Shadow. And she sits before you now, telling you a story, singing you a lullaby, sweet king, so that you may finally rest. So you see, my love, my sweet, my dear, there's room enough for your pride. But it will only pull you down Best to honor the turn of the tide Hear the whisper, 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 whisper I'll say it yet again Heed my whisper, 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 whisper I'll Tide will turn without you, without you, or your pride, or your, or your pride, sword, or your, sword crown. or your crown. The shadow world will take any king and turn him to a clown. Come and whisper, 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 whisper with me. Join the whisper, 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 whisper of our ecstatic throng. Hear the whisper, 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 whisper that tells you right from wrong. Hear the whisper, 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 whisper that ends my gentle. I have sought everything you stand for. I have tried to be you in my own way, whether it has been on an imaginary throne of stone or with great black wings, or whether it was a forest god of old. I have been seeking and seeking and seeking all this time, when perhaps instead I should have been creating, serving, 
a selfish and silly thing to say for someone who is currently not creating a story. Creating a non-story. Here we are, in yet another non-story, I know, but here, my friends, listen. Listen here, let me explain. I am here to help him sleep. Just as I am here to help you sleep. Even if I do not have a story. I can still give you a lullaby. A lullaby about releasing the King of Swords. Releasing the need to control everything. Releasing the need to be everything. Releasing the need to be always working, creating, spinning webs for the sake of the spinning. The irony that this episode was so hard to create, and yet I forced myself to do it anyway. The very act of muscling my way into existence this week, instead of merely enjoying it. But I am gratified nonetheless. What's this? Ah, yes, a great crown of bones and a huge, heavy staff, a scepter. I suppose I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't destroy them. There. All gone. Now I can enjoy the moon once more. She is no longer full. I can see her beginning to wane. And so too must we go to rest now, King Dread. Ah, he's asleep already. And he's allowed his crown and sword to disappear too. How much lighter his shoulders seem to be now. Just allowing the universe to hold him up no longer holding anything up himself. How peaceful he seems to be, snoring even. I'll just quietly lie down beside him and hold his hand. He's not so frightening like this. Come join us if you like and get some rest. Or... Just enjoy the waning moon before she goes away once more. I'll speak to you again before she does. Never you fear. Good night, my friends. Put down the crown and the sword and get some rest, too. everyone, and thank you once again for joining me. This has been episode 138 of On a Dark Cold Night. This is Kristen Zaza speaking. I'm the writer, host, podcaster, creator, composer, etc. behind the podcast. I hope you're having a good week so far and that the full moon treated you well over the weekend. 
I'd first like to share some really nice news. I learned over the weekend that On a Dark Cold Night won two Audioverse Awards in 2020 for storytelling production and writing of a storytelling production. I'm very, very honored and would like to say a big thank you to everyone who voted. It means a lot to me, so thank you so, so much. I'd also like to send a warm thank you to two new supporters who pledged monthly amounts in support of On a Dark Cold Night on Patreon. Big thanks to Bookish Account and to Jay Sitter. Thank you both so much for wanting to help me create what I do. I'm so grateful. If you would like to support the show like Bookish Account and Jay Sitter, you can also have access to my complete soundtrack for the show, which grows every time I release an episode. Head on over to patreon.com slash darkcoldnight to learn more. If you'd prefer to donate one time instead, without the soundtrack perk, you can also support through the purchase of metaphorical coffees donated to the show. Find out more at ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight. And finally, we do have t-shirts and hoodies available for purchase. You can check those out at bonfire.com slash on-a-dark-cold-night. I would also be really grateful if you're enjoying the show if you left a rating and a review for us on iTunes. It's a really big help for podcasters. You can also find me on social media. Follow me on Twitter at a dark cold night, Instagram at dark cold night podcast, or via my Facebook or YouTube pages, both just called on a dark cold night. Thank you so much for listening. Wishing you rest and relaxation as we head out of one lunar cycle towards another. Personally, I'm going to find as many ways I can release my own rigid expectations of myself, and rather explore ways that I can instead exceed those boundaries. That's the thing about order. It has its limitations, doesn't it? As always, be gentle with yourself and others. Talk soon, and sweet dreams. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.